By the way, I, I, I do want to point out, I know it's not a popular thing to do, but even though like a Jason Bean played really well, most of the teams, if not all of them, that had to go to backups were beaten slash upset on Saturday. Arkansas lost. Kentucky lost. Oklahoma lost. Kansas lost. So, you know, I fall into this trap a lot with the Raiders, right? And I compare a lot of my stuff to my fandom of my NFL team so I can, well, make myself feel less crazy and so I can kind of have my do as I say, not as I do mindset. But you, know, you always think that backup is going to give you a better opportunity. Most popular guy on any team is backup quarterback when your quarterback's struggling or a backup running back or the freshman running back in college football. But no one's I – mean, look at Texas A&M. Like, how terrible is their quarterback situation? And they've had years and years to recruit to it. BV press, uh, Presser is on the air. We are not contractually allowed to carry it, but we'll bring any highlights. Oh, they're already rolling? Uh, well, oh, yeah, it's 11.04. It's on the air like we have a pre-show. Can I tell you something? The pre-show has the had the implosion of one of my top five things of how you change it, like literally, and it made me – it got me pretty fired up in a good way. Right, I brought up yesterday on the show because it seemed to be a rather consistent sentiment. You guys sit here and grinch about it, answer, read all the text. We don't seem to have answers. And I laid out my top five answers. All right, here's some things you can do. Whenever Toby said, hey, what's what's kind of been your message to your team? Coach Venables proceeded to go on a 13-minute explanation of how – he believes in what they're doing, and it's great. And, I, again, I'm we, we can't play it. It's on the Sooner Sports Podcast right now. It's at about the, I want to say the 14-minute mark of the show, maybe 20-minute mark of the show. But I don't think you're going to see anything dialed back, Josh. Good. That that's That's great to hear because I think as soon as you have a head coach, especially a first-time head coach that is struggling mightily, and the program is struggling mightily like Brent Venables. That was my chief concern that I mentioned to you yesterday. I didn't like that Brent Venables said, you know, maybe I've worked these guys too much, right? Maybe we're tired. And you and I had a differing approach on this because I was like, yeah, they look tired. But to me it was, I don't know that they're tired, but it had me concerned that all of a sudden Brent Venables is second-guessing everything he's doing. So the fact that now he's kind of doubled down and, you know, is willing to go on a 13-minute rant. Well, I don't care what he said in those 13 minutes. The fact that he believes that what they are doing is right is imperative for Oklahoma. And ultimately, you know, we can sit here as fans and fight with each other about, you know, <laughs> are you still on the wagon or not? Right. And is it, you know, sh is it misplaced faith to believe? Brent Venables needs to believe that what Oklahoma is doing is right. So that's great to hear. Yeah, it was, it was really good. Um. Now, some now, what happens after three weeks like the Sooners have had that falls on a lot of deaf ears, and that's fine. It doesn't – it's not necessarily meant to reassure us, though it is to a certain degree. It's more meant to say, hey, 
here's what we're doing. Here's where we're going. Here's why we're doing it. And this is what I believe. And that was made clear to the players. I think it, it went as far as I'm saying, listen, if, if you don't want to do these things, and, it's, and it starts with the coaches, man. You don't think these coaches are exhausted? There's not a single member of this coaching staff, right, that hasn't been consistently winning championships. Maybe, what, Brandon Hall coming in from Troy where he's part of Chip Lindsey's staff. But outside of that, Bill Biedenboe's got rings on rings. Ted Roof at Duke. Duke, he's got a national championship. Well, he I tease. Sorry, sorry. You said Duke. I thought you were talking about Auburn. He's got a national championship ring. Though Cam Newton had a lot to do with that, right? I'm just bringing a little levity. I'm sorry. I, I just, it's, it was, it was really cool to hear. Some of you are like, I don't need to hear that. I see it. Okay. You're right. I mean, I don't know what else to tell you except you're right. It really is pretty simple. If we're having this conversation one year from now, then probably it's not going to work out. <laughs> but as of right now, while the honeymoon period is probably over, there is still a lot of, you know, putting the Lego pieces together here in Oklahoma. And you will ar- allow for a little bit of wiggle room in that regard, right? That, okay, let's see where we're at after six more weeks of football. And if it's complete doom and gloom, then, yeah, that's that's going to be concerning. But if there's any sort of progress made, then – that will reassure folks a little bit. All right, um, so while we await the Brent Venables press conference, what do you say we dive into all things sports, Josh? We can do that. Hour 3 is brought to you by Roof Tech of Oklahoma, locally owned and operated for over 30 years. Call Josh Tucker to Roof Tech for all your roofing needs. 703-4245. That's 405-703-4245. It is time for the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. It's time for the Top 5 Stories of the Day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Oh, let's go, man. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers go to play. Place your bets in the OTB. Newcastle Casino offers earn 20, get 20, Tuesdays and Thursdays. And, of course, it's conveniently located off of I-44 at exit 107. All right, let's go. Big story number five. Number five. You into the baseball tonight? Meh? Nah? Uh, I will be. Yeah. What What do we got tonight? I, I've not looked at the schedule. Uh, I don't feel like I've been able to watch a lot of the MLB You're... postseason yet. But, no, I'm definitely, okay. definitely down to watch. Well, it starts here in about an hour. Fox will have Philly at Atlanta. In game one of the NLDS, TBS at 237, the Superstation, will have Seattle at Houston, which I'm excited about. Yep. TBS tonight at 630 has Yankees and Guardians with the Dodgers and Padres tonight at 837 on Fox Sports 1. Julio Urias gets the game one start for the Dodgers. Biggest divisional series storylines. Go. Dodgers-Padres, just in general. Two rivals. Padres went for it in the regular season, had a scratch and claw, but got into the playoffs. They've and that's obviously, all that obviously arms raced here right. to try and obviously get to this point to beat the Dodgers in the playoffs. I'm with you. I think that's great. The, Seattle being back. Seattle being back and facing big bad Houston that's had theirs and everybody else's number in that division I think is, uh, is interesting. I, I don't know that they're good enough 
top to bottom to get over the top in that They're series. They're fun. It's it's. Have you seen the video of the three guys that were working like at a car dealership? Uh, I think it was at a Toyota dealership, and they're watching the game, and the Mariners make the last out, and they just start hugging and dancing, and then all of a sudden, like one of the managers comes running in from the other room, and they're all just dancing. <laughs> That's it's awesome. pretty awesome. That yeah. is cool. Yeah, I mean, when you've waited that long, right? A couple decades. Yeah, it's that's fun to see. All right, um, a big story. Wait, hold on, hold on. Sorry. So twelve oh seven, two thirty seven. 637, 837, then they split things off on Wednesday and Thursday. You know what I think is a really interesting story in this divisional round, too, is just the disparity in payrolls between the Yankees and the Guardians. I mean, how about that matchup, just from a financial perspective? Oh, it's it's opposite ends of the spectrum and a rostered like, age perspective. The Guardians are the youngest team in Major League Baseball. Really? Least, according to some dude in my mentions. Guardian fans deserve this. But the front office of Cleveland does not deserve this moment. Yeah, no, not at all. Uh, can I give you just one other baseball note here, real quick? You may. I'm not someone who is all in on the Aaron Judge is the real home run king and not Barry Bonds for a single season, or Sammy Soser, or Mark McGuire. I'm just say what you want, but they they broke the record. It's apparently. The olds are really on the opposite side of that, right? The olds are suddenly wanting Aaron Judge to be the guy. But speaking of olds, Rob Manfred was asked about it yesterday. We have always taken the position that the record book says what it says. You can't change what happened. You can't undo what happened. I, I think with respect to numbers, you know, there's a long history in baseball. Different things happened in different eras. The ball was different. The height of the mound was different. Um, <laughs> who's in charge Woo! of the ML- brave. Who's in charge of the MLB Network music during the interview? You want it to be the least obnoxious thing, so it's not distracting from what he's saying. Oh yeah, Rob. Oh Me- yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, they got some sort of dance party going on in the background. Different. The height of the mound was different. Um, and, you know, fans make their own judgments. I think what you saw um, with Aaron Judge is it was a, you know, absolutely monumental performance, and fans reacted to it that way. I mean, I think that's kind of the end of the story. I don't really know if he answered anything. Solid I response. I couldn't tell with the music in the I, background. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't really get to listen to it. <laughs> What are we doing, MLB Network? All right, um, big story number four. Number four. Let's get caught up on all the national college football notes. Josh, yesterday, Mike Gundy dropped a little bit of a bombshell in his press conference when I, – I, you know what? i got to be honest. I didn't see the clip. I just read it from Kelly Hines' Twitter feed at Tulsa World. But basically saying that he had interviewed for the Buccaneers job in 2011. Hmm which would have been right after the monumental season that Oklahoma State had and nearly making a BCS – well, they played in the BCS Lost that Thursday night game at Iowa State, or they would have. Some some say they still feel like the field goal was good. Uh, Oh, wait, the field goal was good. Good, yes, sorry. But he said he interviewed three times for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers job after the 2011 season before deciding the NFL wasn't for him. Tampa Bay fired Raheem Morris on January 2nd, and that was the same day OSU beat Stanford playing without Andrew Luck in the Fiesta Bowl. 
OSU and Gundy then agreed eight days later to an eight-year contract extension. And it's worked out for everyone. You think Gundy would have been good in the NFL? I don't know. Uh, probably not. Not with that Tampa Bay team back then. Um, I'm a big man. Don't <laughs> don't just go to the NFL to go to the NFL. I mean, there's only so many Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers in the right. National Football League. But if you get one of those guys, okay, great. You're going to be you know Mike Tomlin or whoever, and you'll stick around for a long, long time. But as soon as you don't have a franchise quarterback. You know, making the jump from college to the NFL probably not going to work out all that great. I think he made a good decision sticking at Oklahoma State. Right, I, I think so too. I think so. Now, too. if you would ask me the question, did he make a mistake by not going to Tennessee or wherever? Okay, well now you've piqued my interest a little bit. Has he stayed at Oklahoma State too long? Maybe. I mean, maybe he could have won big in college if he had gone somewhere else. Right. I think he might have been pretty good. Though they look pretty salty right now. So. Yeah, they look really good. They look really good right now. All right, um, big story. Wait, hold on. What am I doing? There's more college football stuff. I'm trying to rush through the top five stories of the day presented by Newcastle Casino. No update on Bryce Young, but Nick Saban said yesterday he was hopeful that he'd be ready for the Vols game this weekend in Knoxville. I I kind of think they're doing a Quinn Ewers here that maybe Bryce Young could have played last week, but they felt like they could beat A&M with their backup. Um, quote, hopefully we're, tr- we're going, hope speak plank. Hopefully we're going to try to get him ready to play this week. Saban said, but this is something nobody can predict how quickly he'll get an opportunity to do what he needs to do. Daniel Milrow looked okay. Did commit three turnovers. Oh boy. But I think has an incredible future ahead of him. Balls are number one in yards per game, number two in points per game nationally. You're going to have to score, Alabama, and no update on Bryce Young. Meanwhile, it looks like K.J. Jefferson will return this weekend for Arkansas against BYU. Uh, and Will Levis looks like he's going to be back for Kentucky. Oh, you see, oh, you brought up the Mike Hart thing. The Michigan coach? Collapsed, had the seizure. I hadn't even seen that. But uh, Jim Harbaugh said yesterday that his health is trending in a positive direction. They've reported it was a seizure on the sideline, mm. and he was carted off the field. But that, That's so freaky. Scary, man. And let's see, there's one other college football note that I wanted to get to. You know, I'm going to think of it as soon as we move on. I'm going to get so angry about it. Oh, TV ratings were out. The numbers were out for Kansas and College Game Day. Um, College Game Day from KU had the biggest viewership of the season. For game day, 2.3 average viewers on ESPN, which was up 22% from last year's week six. And the final hour peaked with over 3.5 million viewers. It just goes to show you that change is good, right? I mean, new blood is positive and... People were fired up to see something a little bit different. We, we don't see game day in no. Lawrence. So. Yeah, it's unique. It's different. It's fun. It was awesome. Kansas lost the game, but it was great for their program. Nice little uh, selling point for the Big 12, too. You know what? Since PV's going to speak, I want to talk to you about that about 11, 20. I'm writing it down on the topic. We're putting it on the topic wheel that we'll spin. But how big this has been for the Big 12 and media rights. Oh, yeah. It's huge for them. All right, big story number three. Number three. I've got a lot of NFL notes not related to uh, the game last night. First, David Tepper 
the Carolina Panthers yesterday. Lost his temper a little bit during his press conference. He's 11. You want me to read? You want, I could actually, you know, I, I shouldn't say that, but I actually read your columns and I can go back to your columns and regurgitate them. So you can read your own columns, okay, for that answer. Thank you. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's fair, I think. Look, uh, I, I've said for a while that if I'm going to sit on here on the radio uh-huh. and criticize every player and coach under the sun, right, then if the, if said player or coach wants to tell me that I'm a moron or they don't like uh, the radio program or they don't like the column that I wrote, then you know what? Have thick enough skin to sit Gotta there take and, it. and deal with it in reverse. So I I don't have a – without knowing anything about what was written or the backstory there, I don't have a big problem with that at all. Um, I agree. I agree. But uh, he did talk about hearing the fans and making the change. David Tepper, by the way, owner of the Panthers, fired Matt Rule yesterday. Listen, I have great respect for the fans, and I do hear the fans. But ultimately, those that can't be a reason why you make a change like this. But again, there's numerous reasons why you make a change like this. That's a great point. Listen, I can't just fire someone because you booed and you didn't like him. I dug into the fact that I have $40 million laying around that's like you finding $5 in your pillow, and I'll just move along from this dude. Plus, we think he's going to get a college job, so we're not even really going to pay yeah. him the $40 million. I mean, if, if they could give truth serum and David Tepper yesterday, that would have been fantastic. I will say, though, I think this was my favorite moment from Monday's pressers. This is Washington, D.C., our nation's capital, and Ron Rivera. Why do you think the teams in the division are farther ahead at this point? Quarterback. That. I mean, with quarterback, like the Cowboys, for instance, they're, they don't have Dak Prescott this season and still have been able to well, they win. Started with, well, they, they started, started with, with Dak, Dak and they built around Dak, and the offense is built around Dak. Um, their backup's a, a guy that is very solid inside of it, inside of what they do. Um, and the truth is that, that this is a quarterback-driven league. And if you look at the teams that have been able to sustain success, they've been able to build it around a specific quarterback. I mean, oh, my gosh. Alex Smith had kind of an interesting take about this on Monday Night Countdown I mean, that's just crushing Carson Wentz, right? Or am I – No, it is. Yeah, absolutely it is. Are you kidding me? He he walked him out onto the plank and pushed him off in front of the Sharks out there. But uh, I thought Alex Smith had something interesting to say about this. I mean, they stink defensively, the commanders do. So, And actually, the numbers for Carson Wentz, while – you know, look, I mean, it's not like he's up out there putting up franchise quarterback numbers every week. He's actually been one of the better graded quarterbacks in the league so far this season and has, you know, put out some uh, some nice numbers here and there. So to sit there for a head coach and lay all of the blame on Carson Wentz when you're a defensive-minded guy and the defense stinks, eh, interesting approach. Interesting. Um, I saw that he apologized, right, already. But, I mean, that is, wow. He said he talked to Carson this morning, talked to the whole team, had a mea culpa moment, and that I should have known better. I created a little bit of a distraction, and that's one thing I try not to do, and that's one thing I'm very aware of. You know, it's kind of interesting. I, th- I was thinking about the the Matt Rule era. What did Carolina never get right in Carolina? The quarterback. And I love Baker. Um but they never got the quarterback position right. 
Look what happens. Look what's going on in Indy right now. No offense, Drake, Toby. They got to get the quarterback position right. If if they didn't have Justin Herbert in Los Angeles right now and they'd continue to mess around with their quarterback situation, I'm pretty sure that both coach and GM are out there because they're not winning a lot of games without Justin Herbert. But you got to get the quarterback position right. Fired. All right, uh, quickly, big story number two. Number two. Oh. I, I'm so late. We're so behind. We got so carried away in this segment. Big story two. We'll recap Monday Night Football when we come back. And big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Chiefs won 30-29 over the Raiders, by the way, was the final score. If someone says I'm going like a, like a jilted lover or a college team and not posting the final score, yes, Chiefs won. They were the better team. But we are uh, in big story number one. We're awaiting the start of the Brent Venables press conference. Um, in fact, it's it's already underway. And he did confirm the report from Parker Thune that the season is over for Shane Witter with a shoulder injury. He wasn't on the – kind of weird. He hadn't been rotating in a lot this year, had he? I mean, it wasn't a guy that no. we saw a ton. Started to see him some, I want to say, against Kansas State. But here's here's a quote for those of you, courtesy of John Shin, for those of you who are like me, right? Say, hey, play younger players. There's no magic formula. It's based on what you see in practice. What we're seeing in practice isn't necessarily translating to game day. We need to play more guys. There you go. So, obviously – they are going to take that approach. We've got a lot of really good young players and ones that are right on the fringe of the two deep. Well, there you guys go. Yeah. So we, we will see some new faces, Quick, for better or for worse. All right, so we, we got two things here in the next two segments. These numbers and what they mean for the Big 12 going forward on TV rights and recapping Monday Night Football. It's all next right here on The Ref. Hockey season starts tonight, Josh. Yeah, how about that? NBA's right around the corner. <laughs> Who does Vegas play? The, the Kings. Nice. Oh, it's a rivalry date between you and I. That's right. What uh, puck dropped, I guess, is late tonight, I'd imagine. 30 or something ridiculous. Yeah, that's perfect. Um, Get done I, with the podcast and fall asleep to that. I couldn't stop watching a tweet that I shared with you. And I think yes. I watched it. But now I have a new one that's caught my eye. Um, I guess the Brooklyn Nets were like having – uh, uh, <laughs> they were having like a I don't know if it was a commercial shoot or something and so they're all just kind of walking around Kyrie Irving Kevin Durant uh, and then from the angle you see Ben Simmons grab a basketball and just kind of shoot it <laughs> oh man and it's like a, a wide air ball and I can't <laughs> oh, stop watching it it's ruining uh, my commercial breaks. that about made me snort on air oh gosh i just and it's got 1.7 million views and it's been up for seven <laughs> hours the internet is so cruel isn't it uh i'm still shook by that plot twist too to be honest Ooh, um raiders are signing albert wilson this morning isn't he a former chief he is yeah that well, was a nice player for kansas city that scares me that means someone might have got hurt last night i think he's like 77 years old but uh so here was the the call of the game Courtesy of the Kansas City Chiefs radio network. 
Chiefs show a run blitz. Their car is going to throw a play action. Here comes a blitz. They throw it to the left side. Incidental contact. The pass is overthrown. It is incomplete. I'm looking for flags. <laughs> I see none. The Chiefs have held on fourth down and one on a blitz on car at 41 seconds to go in the game to preserve a 30 to 29 lead. Good call. But I, don't, I don't blame him looking around for the flags either. Afterwards, uh, it's kind of funny because he was pretty fired up afterwards still about that roughing the passer call. Like, obviously, everyone else has been this morning. So, here was Andy Reid. Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, it's an emotional game. So, what I thought wasn't, I guess, wasn't right. So, um, it is what it is. And, and then he went a little bit further. You guys are trying to get me fined. I'm not going to bite. I'm just not, I'm not going there. I mean, I can't. I can't. Uh, I got it off my chest. And he, he got it off his chest. So he, he made the call he made. And I got what I needed set. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, he was, he was, he was ticked. You don't see Andy Reid get that mad. No. Devontae Adams has had to apologize, too. Before, before I answer anything else, I want to apologize to the guy. Some, some guy running off the field, and he ran, uh, like jumped in front of me. We were coming off the field, and I bumped into him and kind of pushed him, and then he ended up on the ground. So I want to say sorry to him for that because that was just frustration mixed with him running and, and literally just running in front of me. And that was shouldn't shouldn't respond that way, but that's that's how I initially responded. So I want to apologize to him for that. Fair enough. Oh, boy, he's going to the hospital because he saw the payday. Also, what an idiot to be running right in front of a player going off the field. I'm scared to death of that whenever I'm running around out there. Could you see my roly-poly body getting, like, rolled by, oh, no. Stop, drop, and roll out of the way. Dave, Dylan Gabriel walking off the field. I don't want that to happen. Um, well, Not to mention a player for the losing team. That's right. <laughs> he's in a good mood. Let's see. Where's the other one? There's one more from last night that I wanted to get to. Oh, yeah. Troy Aikman in trouble with. If you say the Wokesters, is that cancelable, Josh? Probably, because but. That's what I saw on Clay Travis's feed all night last night, that the Wokesters were coming for Troy Aikman. <laughs> Here we it's go. too much. I mean, my hope is the competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. I mean, literally, as soon as we heard it, I was like, oh, he's going to get in so much. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> Twitter's going to be so mad at Any time you attach gender roles yeah. to things today is just not not a good path to walk down. Sexuality and gender roles, but probably a good category to av- avoid. I, mean, like, I didn't even have a problem with it. It's just, it's just like, ah, it's funny. But then you're like, oh, no. Oh, somebody's going to have a problem with it. Somebody's going to be really mad yeah. about that. Yep, 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 yep. And then all of a sudden it hits the crowd that couldn't care less about sports but just wants to be outraged about something, and then it finds a whole nother level. Uh, meanwhile, I'm just outraged over Josh McDaniels. You know, we had a chance, and we had unfortunately had a couple guys that were, you know, they weren't running the same route, but they ended up, you know, uh, in the same area and, and hit each other. So, um, again, um, I thought our team battled and, you know, gave ourselves an opportunity, and uh, – we just didn't make one one or two plays there at the end to 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 finish it. I was kind of laughing. Someone, I think it's Brian Baldinger that did the film breakdown, and it's like I just don't understand why the Raiders just don't throw it up to Devontae Adams every play. 
I mean, first of all, they ran for like 160 yards plus. And secondly, that's that's what they did on fourth down, and you see how it worked. Yep, didn't work. <laughs> Stupid Hunter Renfro. All right, um, that's Monday Night Football. Let's hit the Air Comfort Solutions text line when we come back. Is there anything in perusing kind of the news and notes and tweets from the Brent Venables presser that's caught your eye so far? Uh, the, the piece that the OU football account shared I thought was pretty good. Uh-huh. You want to play it real quick? We can play that. Can we? I think we have to wait until the press conference actually finishes. Oh, oh okay, okay, even, okay. Even though they put it out on the okay. official feed. Okay. Basically, the message is we're going to be – this team's going to be remembered by how we finish and not the 3-3 uh, three and three start, which I think there's some truth to that. I mean, obviously, there's going to be – well, let's talk about it next, right? Let's talk about it next. Yeah, and, in fact, the, the training camp being too strenuous was asked as well, and we'll hear what he had to say. Brent Venable's next right here on The Ref. All right, welcome back into the Plank Show. Okay, one other topic. I'm glad I wrote this down that we wanted to try to get to, and I don't want to forget, was how big the start of the season has been for the Big 12 and its Indeed. future. You know, with – Oh, uh, splash. Did I, did I make that? Oh, yeah, dude. Was, nothing nothing but the bottom of the trash can. no look. Um, especially when you consider a couple of things. Number one, it's not Oklahoma and Texas, right, that are leading the charge – it's the Kansas – it's the future, right? It's your future teams. So when you see TV ratings as high as they are for game day, that's incredibly reassuring. I, I don't know. It's still weird how, like, ABC is seemingly choosing Clemson games over Big 12 games in primetime. And I think looking ahead, what is, is – is it OSU Texas next week? Did they put it 2.30 and put the Clemson game in primetime? I'm just trying to go off the top of my head. So that's a little bit concerning, but I think it does show there's there's value there for TV networks going forward. Now, I don't know if that's going to mean that you're always putting them in the primest to prime. And this weekend's OSU-TCU game is a great example. Yeah. That, right? I mean, why is that not prime time? Or, or here's the other thing. Can we – I don't know who I need to talk to, and I know how we feel about 11 a.m. kicks – and I completely, totally get what Fox is trying to do, but I don't, I don't think ESPN, ABC needs to worry about that being an area where they're fighting the good fight, right? I just because ABC has started to count as like, okay, big noon kick, we're gonna put a massive game here at eleven a.m. too. Now, it's kind of been rarely consistent with with OU Texas, right? Um, And unfortunately, Saturday wasn't massive in any way for the Sooners. But, Josh, I can't help but wonder, you know, is it a a situation now going forward where LSU fans apparently had been irate about the 11 a.m. kick. I guess it was a 12 Eastern. Well, I didn't realize until you shared the note that historically they just do not play at that time. No. It's only the 15th time in their program's history. Well, you know what? Get over it, crybabies. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I say. Um, Welcome to the party. Anything else um, on that? I mean, I just – Good luck, uh, ABC beating Penn State, Michigan. Yeah, that ain't happening, right? That's just – Not, not beating huge. that one at 11. Um, Ben Venable's press conference is ongoing as we speak. We've been kind of tracking a few of the cuts here and there. I found this funny. Eric Bailey tweeted that 
Coach V said some random person found his phone number. <laughs> I might keep that one. That out of context. That might that might be one what? I keep. What was going on in your profile picture? Like what were you just doing like a Ric Flair woo or what, I was what walking off the field in Stillwater and Mark was standing there with his camera. And at OU Photo Guy? At OU Photo Guy on Twitter was So I don't respond camera. to him as Mark. Not on the air anyway. I like Mark. I there, there's Mark's very knowledgeable on traffic patterns, which no one else is, so I like to learn from him. He's also a nice little Norman historian. I, I've learned that as well throughout time. Um, but anyway, BV said some random person found his phone number and had some suggestions. He said the guy didn't answer when he reached back out to him. Bro, I don't even have BV's phone number. That's pretty impressive. Well done. I thought I had Coach Venable's phone number once, uh, and it was Zoo's phone number, so I'm sorry, Zoo. I think one time I said, yeah, thanks, Coach. I'll be there, and it was actually her looking for me. It's going back a bit. But thanks, coach. Thanks, see you in a bit. Thanks, coach. I'll see you in a bit. And then whenever she was like, "Hey, we're heading downstairs now," in my mind, I was like, "That wasn't coach that texted me, was it? <laughs> that was you." I'm sorry. Yeah, let's go. All right, we'll see you. Got some planning to do. The question was about feeling tired. Now, immediately, the Air Comfort Solutions text line is all over it. Training camp too stressful or hard? <laughs> Take the dresses off. This is football. You got. Don't you get me canceled today, okay? That's right. The, the, We're all out, on pins and needles here. Out of context, us using a Troy Aikman line could be dangerous. I know. i got to be careful. It's Aikman. It's the golden hammer, man. But I last night at Sooner Sports Talk, it's becoming obvious to me that members of the media are not watching Sooner Sports Talk with Brent Venables, are listening to it like they should. Because... You know, I've got it. I we just can't. It's about a twelve-minute explanation of, hey, here's where we are, and this is my belief, and this is what we're going to do, Coach. That's fantastic. A quick break, and we'll come back with the rest of your thoughts. <laughs> now, if we wanted to play it here, it wouldn't fit. But it was it was good. But it looks like. Uh, those of you who have been wanting to see some of the younger guys, you're going to get it. I mean, that was pretty much a guarantee. As soon as, honestly, pretty good chance that was happening after you got embarrassed at TCU. Right. But uh, after the way the Cotton Bowl played out, too, I mean, that was almost yeah, was foregone conclusion. It's bad. But it's nice to hear, you know, for a lot of Oklahoma fans out there, they wanted to hear Coach Venables say that. Make sure that it's not all of a sudden, well, things aren't going well, so so all of my ideas and everything is just, let's forget about them after six games. Matt, uh, ongoing as we speak, we'll have more as the press conference rolls on. I was really worried I was going to have to be there today. and I shouldn't say worried, it's just... It, it really takes you out of a lot of the early week shows if I have to do that press conference because I'm gone for a little bit on Monday. And then I'm out on – would be out on Tuesdays. By the way, in studio next Monday. This is a little side road here. Go ahead. Is there anything that Jeff Levy or Ted Roof could have said this week outside of, I did a lousy job and we all stink. Is there anything they could have said in the press conferences that would have made anybody happy no. outside of that? No. Unless unless they came out and said some. Uh, how about for Levy? I'll tell you the only thing that maybe – Anyone would have accepted if Levy would have come out and said this. You ready? 
<clears throat> when I took this job, we had Caleb Williams in the fold. Spencer Rattler was already out. The other quarterback in that quarterback room was a Penn State transfer and Micah Bones who couldn't scratch the rotation under the previous regime and a walk-on whose last name is Rucker. We did not have a good quarterback room. So we had to start grinding. We had to start pushing and fighting to find somebody to come in here and help give us some depth. And when Caleb, when we made the decision to, to get Dylan to come here, it was a godsend. And we pretty much knew that Caleb Williams was going somewhere else. And when that became official, we had to rally. And we lost out on a couple of guys that maybe felt like they were coming to a place where they were going to be backups. And, you know, we had to go get some guys to help us fill out depth. And it's just, they're not very good. One of the guys was a third-string quarterback at Pitt. One of the guys played for a Juco that none of you had heard from. Heck, you guys watched the game. You saw the game. <laughs> He's not good. And General Booty, cool name. If he goes out there, we're bleeped even more so than we are with Bevel. And bless, bless Nick Evers' heart. But I'm not going to throw him into this S show right now. So, any questions? I mean, if if he just went scorched earth on the quarterback room, then maybe some fans might have walked away and said, yeah, at least he's being honest I about it. I appreciate it. that he's being honest about it right now. But yeah, that's it. The only way, now, obviously, he's not going to do that because right. you don't you don't trash you don't do your that. players. And in fact, it was unless you're Ron Rivera, and, and, <laughs> and you have to apologize for it. But what's interesting about it is, you know, you saw, you saw then almost the exact opposite approach with with Ted Roof too, right? It's oh, let me rephrase. I'm sorry. You saw earlier in the press conference. Lost my train of thought for a minute. Old man, I'm 47 now. Watch out. You saw in the press conference, he was even asked about the mental mindset of that room, right? Hey, have you had to say anything to the quarterbacks? Do you worry about where they are? And then literally, where I was going, that was like the whole Ted Roof press conference. Hey, man, how are you, you guys saying, I mean, are they okay? Are people okay? Are they? <laughs> Ted Roof, he's like, man, I don't have the answers. We got to play well. We got to play better. And he's not going to talk schematic things. There you go. All right, let's put a wrap on this bad boy with the final look of the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, it looks like the Brent Venables press conference started right about on time, so it should be wrapping here in just a bit. Any Oh, uh, one news update. Jalen Daniels didn't practice today. As of right now, he is listed as doubtful for this weekend for Kansas going into Oklahoma. We'll talk about that more as well next right here on The Ref. Do you want to uh, you want to give away the final word of the show today? Uh, yeah, let's do let's so. Let's do it for the people. For the people. Bama... Tom. Bama Tom, Joe Biden, you get the final word of the show. What's going on, oh, Bama Tom? Oh, thank, thank, thank you, Joe Biden. From one Joe Biden to another. <laughs> um, I just from coming out from uh, Arapahoe, Custer County. You know, the further way I go from Oklahoma City, folks are just so nice throughout our bucolic state. Um, what what are you trying to say about Oklahoma City? <laughs> Oklahoma City, it's uh, really spread out, and they're really nice people there, too. But just something about country people that it's just um, it's just really wonderful. It's relaxing. It's uh, rewarding. Yeah. Strong yeah, endorsement I mean, from, for the Arapaho this morning. Love it. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I and, uh, by the way, Arapaho has four churches, a gas station, and the courthouse. 
Um, so anyway, um, what I've noticed about if more teams were like Tulsa or the New England Patriots, it seems like Tulsa and the New England Patriots have a similarity of strategy where on offense, they do a few things well, and on defense, they just try to get in your way and slow you down. And maybe that's where OU needs to go now is to, on defense, stop making it so complex because offense is such a rhythm thing. So it seems like defenses that kind of bend that don't break work better than if you're flying all over the field and you're out of position. And then on offense, just do a few things. If OU had stayed with the Wildcats, they may not have beat Texas, but they would have shortened the game because the clock would have kept running. And they were making positive yardage. On my Crimson Tide, the second-string quarterback is a horrible thrower, but he can run like the wind. Just have him run. Every play, just have him run. <laughs> so um, I know that's no panacea for what's going on with Sooner Nation, and I'm genuinely sorry for that. But maybe just make, make a little bit more basic and more simple and try to qualify for a bowl, you know? Bama Thomas spoke. Anyway. Have a great day. Safe travels back from Arapahoe. See you, bud. Bye-bye. Roll stinking tide. I I just, Arapahoe, by the fastest route, is 110 miles, an hour and 46 minutes from here. The other route is nine miles more, right? It goes from 110 to 119 miles, but somehow, like, almost 20 minutes longer. My gosh, is there a stop sign everywhere? Safe travels from Arapahoe, Tom. Yeah, it kind of made me sad, too, because I'm like, I don't want to be in any game where I'm like looking at the clock. It's like, all right, run. We want to get to the locker room and get out of here. Don't let the other team score more points on us. And and, and my alma mater didn't really do a good job of staying in front of those guys from Navy last week. We've made it two days, Josh. Only the rest of the season to go. <laughs> oh, you, you got anything tonight you want to promote? I feel like a viral tweet. You have anything to promote? Well, I'm I'm off to uh, call Norman North Volleyball, Norman North Regional, uh, three o'clock and six o'clock. Okay, Ref Sports TV. That's correct. Steelman's fired up. He's coming up next with Parker Thune right here on the Ref.